Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. so much consolation myself, just someone in a moment of uncertainty just taking your hand. It didn't fix anything in the big picture perhaps, but the power of consolation that just came to know that you you weren't alone, that someone was there. I've held someone's hand in a hospital room that was facing such uncertainty and it just seemed that There was such strength and power that was just conveyed through that connection. And so how much more significant, if human touch can be that powerful, how much more significant would the power of touch be from the hand of the Lord? I was going to just leave you with a thought today. And and, um, I felt like that just a moment ago in our worship and the freedom of the Lord just moving in our presence God just kind of underlined something in my heart and uh, I was thinking about the life of Samson and uh, what a tremendous beginning his birth and and then the dedication process of um, his life to the Lord through his his parents the Nazarite vow that he had committed himself to or was committed to him and and the Nazarite vow, I've taught through the years on that several times. And maybe you remember that the Nazarite vow was not just applicable to Samson, but it was also applicable to his mother as well. And uh, to think about this dynamic beginning and the potential that was all wrapped up in this man that we know as Samson. And I, I know there have been <clears throat> countless artists uh, renderings of what Samson may have looked like and we always see him portrayed as this muscle bound uh, gentleman much like what you're looking at right now <laughs> i just seen if you were here I was just <laughs> making sure you didn't already dismiss on me <laughs> yeah, well, oh, even my wife said wow wow I think she's shaking her head behind me. <laughs> I'm not sure that was the case. The spirit of the Lord would come upon Samson. He'd do mighty things. I think God anointed him. That may or may not be an adequate portrait of him. But nevertheless, we do know that it was a storied life, or at least it had the potential to be a storied life. But somewhere in his wandering heart, Samson missed the 
Bay so many times. And uh, if you read his life, it's just an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable waste, what we would think, just an unbelievable waste. Nevertheless, I hasten to the end of his life. His uh, enemies have captured him. They've poked his eyes out. They have shaved his head. He is nothing more than uh, an animal because he is just pushing the grinding wheel and nothing more than a common animal would have done. And all of this potential seems to be so wasted and it all seems to be for nothing. And yet in, in the end, the Bible says that as the Philistines gathered themselves and thought to make of him sport and they called for him and you're ahead of me in the story perhaps and, and apparently from scripture was a lad, just a young man that brought Samson uh, to this place and Samson had <coughs> had one more something in him, some one more move of God that would be the most significant thing that would happen in all of his life. And this was after all of the scars and this was after all the mistakes and understanding that Samson is still a prisoner and he is still blind. There, much of his past that cannot be eradicated. Much of his past is on display right here for the whole world to see. I think the greatest mistake, of course, that could ever be uh, exampled for us in this passage of Scripture was when they connected uh, what Samson wasn't to what the young man wasn't. Amen. Samson wasn't able to see. and He wasn't able to find his way around. The young man wasn't able to have pulled those pillars down, but they connected the two negatives together. So Samson's one request is this, if you could just lead me to the pillars, if you can just help me to get my hands. And I think today that perhaps one of the greatest things that we have for us as not just this local church, but not excluding this local church is the mixture of age in this congregation. We need everything and everyone that's here because we need the vision of youth. We need the strength of youth, but we also need the wisdom and the know-how and the power and the solidarity of our elders. Amen. Because the young man, he couldn't have, pulled this down and perhaps wouldn't have even known where to go about making all this happen. But he had the vision to lead those to that place who had the power, a man to the place who had the power to get it done. I, I'm, I am meandering in thought here, if you will just bear with me for a moment. I, I, I don't have any idea how this played out, but I, I was. this is the thought that came to me a moment ago when I was just walking around and praying and I just... Scripture was quickened in my mind. This thought was dropped in my heart. So I'm just going to leave it for you today. That it's a good thing, I would think, a good thing that someone had not so demoralized Samson in the eyes of this young man that he wasn't willing to at least align himself with him for a moment. Because all he really needed was a moment. 
I just wonder what would have happened if someone had sat around the dinner table and just talked about all the bad things of Samson. It was all true. But what if they had just shredded so much this man and all of his folly and all of his mistakes? What if they had portrayed that to the point that this young man would have never found himself in this position? I say that to say this, that we should never highlight someone's mistakes to the point that we jade the view of another generation about that individual because you never know who God will pull from the ashes to use at a last minute. The very person that you think least likely to ever do anything of any value or of any net worth may be the very person that God uses one last time to bring total and absolute victory. Amen. I'm not talking about hiding sin, but I'm talking about letting charity cover a multitude of sin. Amen. Let the power and the presence of God do a work because you never know the very person you you may the enemy may be trying to get you to just rip apart. That may be the very person somewhere down the road that God would use to do something incredibly powerful in your own life and your own family. And so I, I just thought a quickening in my spirit and felt rather a quickening in my spirit and I thought, God, help me so much to never ever feel as though I am judge or juror, but let the spirit of the presence of God serve as the final voice and the Bible, I just read it again just a moment ago. I just wanted to make sure that someone didn't erase it from the last time that I, that I had read this, this uh, incredible story that in the end, Samson took out more of the enemy than he ever did in his lifetime. And so we never know. We never know what God may pull from the rubble, what God may pull from the ashes and say, you know what, there's still one more fight. There is still something that's left. And so I wanna, I wanna just make available to the Lord today that something. And I'm just gonna ask you today, would you make available to the Lord that something, that may be. And so if we would have the wisdom of our elders and the wisdom of our foundation and combine that, if we can combine that with the strength and the uh, agility and uh, the vision of our youth, my Lord, there's no telling what the Lord can do in our midst. We desperately need one another. We desperately, desperately need one another. And we want the presence of the Lord to use us and, and keep us in his care. Amen. It's been a good day, hasn't it? Praise God. I'm going to ask you to stand. and That's probably the shortest sermon you've heard me preach in a long time. And uh, I'll just ask you not to get spoiled to that at all. Let me make just a, a couple of announcements, but they are important. So I'm going to ask you to really pay close attention here. On December the 17th is our HAC Christmas banquet. It will be held This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, 
please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.